All right, here we go with Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's talk about the minimum wage. We started the show today talking about that. We currently have the highest minimum wage in the country among all provinces. Last year, the raise in the minimum wage pegged to the inflation rate. But this year, if they do the same thing this year, now you're talking a 6.6% increase in the minimum wage. And business business is very worried. Yeah, we led the news hour with this uh, issue last night, which is Esmond's story, and I pointed out... um, Comparing our rates to other provinces, we are significantly ahead of most provinces. Not all. I mean, Alberta's $15 an hour. Uh, well, so we're not the highest. Well, no, we are the highest. Oh. But, but uh, Alberta and Ontario are right nipping at our heels. Right, very but, close. But Saskatchewan's $13 an hour. Yeah. I mean, there's a big difference. Quebec's fourteen fifty, I think. Atlantic provinces are hovering around fourteen thirteen seventy. Uh, so there is this significant gap between us and most provinces. But the, you're right. This when The idea of pegging it to inflation was first hatched inflation is one or two points a year what's the big deal six yeah. percent you're yeah. starting to eat into a lot of businesses margins of profit and so it is it's going to be an interesting decision for labor minister harry baines and the cabinet to make uh, the increase is set to go up in june will they peg it to six seven percent now inflation is starting to cool yeah. uh report out yesterday is that you the inflation rate has cooled a bit but it's still hovering around six percent and that's a big challenge for the ndp government Okay, and this is a government that's under, you know, it's a labor-friendly government, yep. and they listen closely to what the union leaders are saying. And the B.C. Federation of Labor last night on the news hour saying, like, this is overdue. Workers need this raise, and they should get on with and the And the raise. argument is this money just flows back into the economy. Right, yeah. You know, but yeah. Worker, that's not like, if you're making minimum wage, you don't have a big savings account. You're spending the money, uh, basically, as it comes in. So it goes right. back into the economy. So that's the, that's the counter-argument here. <laughs> to businesses who are decrying a, a significant raise like this. But, you know, it's for a small business owner, it's going to be an interesting problem that they're going to face if this wage goes up as much as it's expected to. And the business sector in B.C. really putting pressure on the government. Now, don't do this to us. Do not peg this to inflation again this year. And this is a, a business sector that was already disappointed by the recent budget. So they're a little antsy here. Let's listen to Annie Dormuth here, Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Let's listen. One thing that the government can do is really be clear on business owners on what they should expect for June 1st. Still around 20% of our own members are at that brink of actively considering claiming bankruptcy or claiming closure. So this really should sound the alarm bells to the B.C. government. Your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, it's um, not unexpected to see this type of reaction. But again, the government hasn't made a decision yet. It's interesting, you look at the public sector wage increases that are now in the mandate for three years. They are taking into consideration inflation and cost of living, but not totally. You don't see 6% a year uh, for public sector wage employees. It's 14% over three years Yeah, with the potential to have a little more because of the cost of living, but it's not 100% pegged to inflation. So. I wonder if they're going to use that as a model to apply to the minimum wage increase, not recognizing that it's going to be higher than the 1% or 2% we saw before, but maybe fall short of the 6%. Right, and you've got businesses saying, like, look, you've already, we've already got another statutory holiday. You're, other, you're already whacking us with this health employers tax. We're already getting creamed with these huge property tax increases from municipal governments. Like, don't pile on and do it to us again here. Which makes me think they're not going to pass on the full inflation right. rate. Right, so you think it'll be less than 6.6%. I'm betting it will be. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be substantially less. It's yeah. going to be higher than 2, but less than 6 is where I'd put my money on. 3% maybe? 
Yeah, maybe yeah. Less. I think that's. What's I haven't going. done the math what that would turn a fifteen sixty five into. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're still going to be at the end of the day. We'll still have the highest minimum wage in Canada. Okay, get set to call me on that one and let me know what you think. We had a lot of calls in that one earlier. Let's talk about the developments in Ottawa now on the China state meddling uh, story on the last two elections and Justin Trudeau and the governing liberals here in Ottawa had been resisting and filibustering and fighting so long to prevent Katie Telford, Mm -hmm. Trudeau's chief of staff, from testifying about what she knew about this China state meddling. And he wisely retreated on that. Well, yeah, it got, it became an ultimatum yesterday. So let's have a listen here. So now Telford, Trudeau's chief advisor here, will testify in front of a House of Commons committee on China meddling in our elections. Let's listen to a back and forth here. You're going to hear Conservative leader Pierre Polyev here and also Trudeau. Have a listen. It took weeks of pressure for the Prime Minister to back down and flip-flop. The Conservatives are trying to uh, gin up the toxicity and partisanship by making political theatre out of it and by uh, catching uh, Ms. Telford or others and not being able to answer direct questions. Your thoughts? Well, it's smart for Trudeau to back off this. I mean, whether he, he blinked or whatever, however you want to characterize it. Well, he it. blinked for sure. Yeah, I think this could have brought the government down. Well, if he kept going. If, yeah, uh, because no. if, if Jugmeet Singh was going to turn against him, right, on this, which he indicated. Although he I still, you know, we don't, we don't know what would have happened. I still kind of doubt whether Jugmeet would have, and Singh and the NDP would have followed through on this. But nevertheless. Because they don't want an election either. No, they don't right? want yeah. an election. But this yeah. was not a risk that uh, Trudeau needed. Why risk this? On, on the issue, somewhat, um, obsc- not obscure issue, but sort of a side issue of your aide testifying in front of a committee. Really, you want to go to an election because of that? Yeah. So, no, I think it was. there's nothing wrong with governments backing down or changing course. And he's turned the, the channel a little bit on the debate here. So the conservatives were on the attack here. Now they're not on the attack so much because Telford is going to testify. But Trudeau's, Trudeau's point about her not being able to answer questions. That's where it's going to get interesting. Well, yeah. It's going to get interesting to see exactly how much she's going to be able to talk about. And and also framed against this, out again today, an abacus data poll, which is just a long series of polls that shows public opinion is just not moving on anything for years. Mm. So it shows that basically the conservatives and liberals are statistically tied. Yeah, still Even, tied. Still tied yeah. after all this stuff. Yeah. So the liberals are, are stuck in the mud on their own quagmire, but it doesn't translate into a soaring in the polls for the conservatives. Yeah. So it's it's almost a pox on both your houses for mm-hmm. the voters. Uh, it's not moving public opinion. In fact, if an election were held today, the Trudeau, Trudeau government would likely remain in government because they with another that, minority with probably. another no no majority. No, no there's no. no prospect of anyone winning a majority government yeah. in this country anytime soon. It's going to be a minority government, and because the Liberals can work with the NDP, yeah. The Conservatives can't. It's more than likely the Liberals will continue to work with the NDP come the next election. Okay, two things jumped out at me What and what Trudeau said there at the end. Same thing that you just mentioned, where he said that Katie Telford, well, she might not be able to answer some of these questions. I thought that was a real kind of tell there about how this testimony could go. Stuff. Well, yeah, she could be asked, what did you? What were you told by CSIS in yeah. these private meetings? And she could turn around and say, this is national security. I, I can't mm-hmm. answer. She'll invoke some sort of privilege argument there, yep. perhaps. So I think that's a little bit of a preview about what we might see here. She's going to be testifying in about in sort of early, mid-April, so about three weeks from now is when this will happen. And I suspect you could see her refusing to answer some of these questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the other thing that jumped out at me was when Trudeau saying that, oh, the conservatives are ginning this up, as he said, or they're turning it into political theater. 
Really? Uh, I thought the, the conservative approach on this has been pretty standard, fair politics here, trying to put pressure on this government. And if anything, Trudeau made him made it worse for himself by fighting it for the, so the long. Only, yeah, it's typical opposition. This is what opposition parties do. Yeah. The only the only thing I can see where he's referring to was Poliev sort of suggesting that he was unpatriotic uh, in in terms of of uh, kowtowing to China and this type of thing. That's where I think maybe got a little a little beyond the pale. But nevertheless, this is the conservatives doing well. Well, I think Trudeau brought this on too. himself, though, with this filibustering that was going on. Well, I would agree. I mean, Trudeau has not, did not answer questions for a period of weeks, dismissed yeah. this out of hand as, as being completely irrelevant. Now he's acknowledging it is relevant. And so it's relevant to the point of getting his top aide to testify in front of a, a commons committee. So... The Liberals have moved; have been forced to move significantly for the last month or so, uh, much more so than the Conservatives have. So um, yeah, right. points to Poliev. Yeah, that. right. I think they won that one. So, okay, uh, real quickly, we've been following the Donald Trump saga. Will he be charged in New York State? That indictment ap- appears to be coming. Still not charged yet. Not so he was, yet. Not, he was not charged yesterday, as he, per- he's, he, as he, he himself predicted he would be. He predicted, or, or in a way, I think, of sort of mustering support. It's interesting watching CNN last night and other American networks showing these protests. Yeah. The protests are anti-Trump protests. Yeah, there's more anti-Trump protesters well, than pro-Trump. One of the main protest uh, areas for pro-Trump um, reporters counted the number of protesters, and there were 12. That was outside of Trump Tower? Yeah, yeah. so it's, uh, it's, it hasn't really turned into the spectacle a lot of people not thought yet. it would turn into, at least not yet. Not yet. But um, keep in mind, Trudeau's fa- or Trudeau, uh, Trump is facing three different threats here. One is the the whole um, Daniels affair, the porn star uh, hush payoff. Yeah. The more serious one is trying to overturn the Georgia elections. Yes. That's much more stickier for him. And the third one is the whole thing about the classified documents um, yes. at his at his home. So, and that's probably less. But the the Georgia one is the one I'm keeping an eye on. Let's listen to how the Republicans are framing it here. So this is Kevin McCarthy, the Republican Speaker of the House. Let's listen. It doesn't matter if this was President Trump or if this was a Democrat. It should be equal justice in America. And stop going after people because you have political differences. you got to remember, the the Attorney General in New York State, who's apparently leading this indictment, is a Democrat. He's Mm -hmm. an elected, he's basically a politician. He's an elected Democrat to this job, going after Trump. And again, where I think Trump has got more to worry about is the Georgia thing. It's not the New York one, it's not the... Florida one with his uh, documents in his home. It's trying to overturn an election result illegally. That's a much more serious situation. It's Baldry's Beat. Phone lines are open right now. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. Dave and Mission. Hi, Dave. Go ahead. Oh, hey, Mike. I was just going to, and Keith, uh, thanks for taking my call. I was just uh, going to make, uh, make a comment about Katie Telford not answering questions that are put to her. I don't think it really has anything to do with national security because CSIS has already come out and said that there's been political interference by China and other uh, entities in our election. I think it more has something to do with her saving Trudeau's ass, and that's all there is to it. There can't, if she doesn't want to answer questions that are put to her, and, it's, and she feels that uh, the questions are going to uh, bring a bad light on the Liberal government and Trudeau themselves, then I don't think she's going to answer. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but that's... That's my take on the whole thing. Well, we don't we don't know what she's gonna, <clears throat> we don't know what the questions are going to be. We don't know what the answer is going to be. So we're getting a little ahead of ourselves in um, in speculating. But Trudeau opened the door here by suggesting there are some questions she's not going to be able to answer, and we assume they're related to national security. But until she testifies in April, 
Uh, so it's still going to remain a bit of an air of mystery. Keep in mind, her predecessor, Gerald Butts, testified in front of the committee, if you recall, over SNC-Lavalin. Yes. So uh, we have seen aides testify before, and not really much came out of that testimony. So we'll see what comes out of this one. Well, as his chief of staff and his top advisor, she would have attended national security briefings. She would have been in every briefing that Trudeau was at. Right. So she would have been in the room with Trudeau while CSIS is going over these reports. So presumably she knows a lot. Right. Or now, she doesn't. Well, Doug Ford yesterday revealed he's been briefed. Yeah. But he said it was a very undetailed briefing. So we don't know what what level of detail these briefings actually. Well, um, so you got the Premier of Ontario getting a brief by CSIS and didn't really get much out of it. Yeah. Well, the other the political element of this, if she does, like the caller is saying, well, she's just going to cover it for Trudeau. Well, if she does get into a situation where she starts invoking privilege or something and she can't answer questions, that's certainly how the, the conservatives are going to spin it. That, she, you know, what are you trying to hide? Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Kevin in Kelowna. Hi, Kevin. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I've been involved in, in the hospitality industry forever and ever and ever, and I was just uh, wondering, you know, what the perspective, you guys' perspective is, like, on these minimum wage increases, and what does that do to the tax coffers for the province of B.C.? Not a, Thank you. not a huge impact because uh, minimum wage workers don't pay a lot of tax because they don't have a, a big income. The, what, what fills the tax coffers, and we saw this in last year's budget, or the, this year's, it's about to end March 31st, there was a huge spike in high income earners. That's what filled the government's uh, coffers. That's why Ottawa had to restate these income tax returns, which suddenly flooded the income tax revenues to B.C., not because of minimum wage, but because of high income earners. Yeah, I think if they do, if they were to bring in a 6.6% increase in the minimum wage, you will see restaurant meal prices go up even higher because oh, sure. restaurant owners will pass that on sure. to their customers. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why they won't go Which there. Is, they'll I don't bring think they'll go that high. More. It's yeah. definitely going to go up, <laughs> as it should, but it's not, I don't think it's going to go up 6%. Robert and Langley. Hi, Robert. Go ahead. Yeah, this whole Trudeau and China thing here, you know, it just makes me a little uneasy because, like, like you, you guys hit the nail on the head. You kept you know, with the filibustering, not answering questions. And, you know, good on the Conservatives for hammering at him. But, you know, like, to me, what is he hiding? Like, I would say the same thing if the Conservatives were in power. And then Trudeau appoints that, what's the name, David Johnson to, you know, oversee an investigation. And from what I understand, you know, he's a friend of the Trudeau, right? Yeah, he is. I I don't see... Like, I think friend. that's a conflict of, yeah, and I think that's a conflict of interest. And he's supposed to be, from my understanding, investigating the Trudeau Foundation. And I think he sat on the board or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I, that's, that's wrong. Thank you, Robert. Yeah, no, that criticism has certainly been aired. I think there's a lot of validity to that. I mean, he could have picked a lot of other people. Not to question David Johnson's integrity. He's a man of highest integrity. But he is proverbially the friendly uncle at the next door cottage, yeah. you know, growing up. Uh, there was many candidates he could have picked other than that. 